0: hi everyone welcome to culturist podcast episode number eight my name is rajat and today we are going to talk about why being real is tough especially in business and marketing in the sense that we are all seeking out ways to sustain our lives and make it better by doing jobs by starting up businesses by freelancing and everything we need to understand that Everything lies within us and everything starts within us. So our values, our uh, morals, our ethics actually lead the whole way of our life. So when I say being real is tough, I mean it on every level, not as an individual, not just as a business. On every level of your work, your existence when you're being real is difficult. It's quite tough to match with the world, to keep everybody happy, to be yourself and still enjoy the life that you want to so i want to explain what really causes this and how you can solve this problem as a professional as a marketer as a small-time business owner so i started my own journey as a professional three years ago as anybody who has heard any of my podcasts you will understand that my inspiration started from uh, the passion and interest i had for marketing and obviously i loved interacting with different people belonging to different societies different communities different backgrounds so that's what keeps me inspired. So you'd have to seek what exactly inspires you, what's your passion, what interests you the most, and then you can guide your whole career towards that one particular thing. So being real actually came from that. I, I came from a humble beginning where I was surrounded by most of the multicultural societies, multicultural schools and colleges. So I was raised with a family that was progressive, open-minded, and I had those values in me. To go out and seek my own way through interacting with as many people as possible with diverse cultures and diverse values morals and backgrounds so that is what kept me uh, authentic and real to myself my roots and i guess that shows when you interact with different people it shows what type of person you have become in last years uh, in decades whatever you have collected from your own community, your society, your school, your college, your family, it actually reflects through your actions, through your words and behavior. That's what happened with me. So I can strongly suggest doing that research, uh, understanding where you come from, understanding your core values, so that you can actually grow on them. Once you identify what kind of a person you are and what kind of a person you want to be, then to bridge the gap, The steps are easier and it's much more clearer to see when you have a foundation of your own. When you have corrected your uh, self-image or self-positioning. Then you can look at uh, the outside world. Once you have figured out what happens in your mind, in your psychology and how you perceive yourself. Then you have an image to work with. Then you have a reference point that you can either improve or you can go rogue you can actually experiment as many times as you want but i would strongly suggest you finding that identity and noting it down writing it down so that sometimes when your mind is not at peace you keep changing the way you perceive yourself so in order to not do that and not get into like a crazy loop where you can't exit yourself your own thinking for that purpose, you have to write it down. Once you write down what kind of a perception you have of your own, then you have a self-image to work with. Now, once you have figured that out, then you have to reach out to your immediate influencers. And I do not mean social influencers. I mean the influencers which actually have created this persona that you call yourself or the identity that you have formed, like your family, your immediate relatives, your brother-sisters, Everybody who is the closest to you, find those people out and have a genuine conversation with them. Ask them how you are and you really want to, you know, make them sit down and uh, make them serious. First of all, because most of the times when you interact with your own close people and you tell them stuff like that, uh, like you just want to sit down and talk some real deep things, uh, they don't take you seriously. So that happens. Give it a few minutes and ask them the question, how you think I am? Please help me out because I'm trying to figure out my own way, my own journey. And for that to happen, I need to understand how I am and how people see me. So as a brother, how do you see me? Or as a son, how do you see me? As a daughter, how do you see me? Once you have that clarity of thought and you have conveyed it in that way to your parents, to your brothers and family members, Then they will open up and tell you exactly how they perceive you. Now, please keep in mind, whatever the perception of anybody else's is, that is not the exact uh, reflection of how you are. It is always going to be like a margin of you or maybe a percentage of you that's going to be different. But it's a good reference point. Rather than depending on your own opinions, you can have multiple different Uh, opinions and views from different people and who is better than judging you than your parents and your brothers and sisters right so once you have that noted down then you go out to the outside circle like your friends your colleagues co-workers your bosses etc also reach out to teachers because those are also great influences and once they see you and they tell you what they think about you and how you are going to uh, act in life and how you behave in life. Everything. Everybody has already made up their minds. You just have to give them a few minutes, give them a few hours to actually articulate and explain it to you. So you might have to return or follow up twice or thrice. And uh, once you do that, you will have a great insight of your own personality. Once you have that, then you have to combine all the values that you value highly. For example, honesty or maybe leadership qualities or being blatantly honest or just being diplomatic. Whatever matters to you, whatever value that you hold dear and near to you, try to reflect it off of all those uh, analysis that you have just done by interacting with all these people and writing it down. Whatever opinion of your own personality is out there try to match these qualities with them if they match you're on your right way if they don't match then you have to do some improvements and how do you do that well as you have a reference point and as you have a goal and target you have to break it down in smaller steps you have to create phases and then divide it by years or months that you're going to focus on and every day, I think everybody should give at least 30 minutes to 60 minutes of their own personal time to themselves just to analyze what they are, how they want to be, and how they want to be in the future and how they are doing until and unless you ask these questions to yourself alone, sitting in your room. And once you answer these, honestly, you have figured out 50% of your problems. That's what I have experienced. in. Being real is difficult for the same reason that most people don't do this. Most people don't self-analyze. Most people go out and tell their truth to other people. And I know you genuinely believe in your truth. You genuinely believe in your opinions. But others don't have to. Others have lived their own lives. They have their own opinions. They have their own impressions. And they have their own environments which they have grown in. So they don't have to agree with you. What you have to do is you have to understand that values that you have they are not a reflection of the whole world they are a reflection of you and what is important to you one of the strangest things that happens with me in being real is that when i'm talking in hindi or english i find myself in different situations Because uh, in Hindi and English, whenever I start talking about something, I have to translate it in my mind because these are not my mother tongues. These are the second and third languages that I have to learn. Uh, It has taken a lot of time for me to practice these languages. Sometimes I do make grammatical mistakes and Hindi words are much more difficult to remember than English words. So for me, uh, when I'm talking to Hindi people, it's quite comfortable, it's fine, but I have been found to be guilty of this mistake when I've been uh, interacting with different people belonging to different languages. I've been mixing and matching different words of Hindi, Marathi, English all together and in order to be real, in order in order to sound real to non-Hindi speaking people, I've always clinged on to Hindi and English as a mashup and I've sounded completely odd and completely pretentious. I think that is natural, I, I'm not sure. but when you are speaking to somebody in their own mother tongue the other person has no idea that you are actually trying to be nice to them it is misconstrued, it is misunderstood that you're trying to make fun of the language or the culture or something like that it is very difficult to manage and those situations get out of hand very easily because see all the hindi that i've learned is from hindi movies and hindi tv shows and uh, Hindi dialogues. So where else would I learn Hindi, right? Many of my Hindi speaking friends were in school, but I used to meet them and I used to talk to them hardly an hour or maybe two hours a day and uh, For the rest of the day, I used to be at home and watch TV, watch movies. So in movies in TV shows uh, in serials and songs, everything is in Hindi. So all that Hollywood type of language is much more close to me. So when I talk in Hindi, I sound like a pretentious brat, but I'm not. I'm just, that is the only way I could learn Hindi. Uh, Then if we talk about English, I started learning about English when I was in eighth or ninth standard. So it was quite late for me. So I could not grasp the whole vernacular of the language. So everything that I have grasped is from other shows or the movies in English, news channels, etc. So Yeah, I might sound pretentious at some point of time, but I'm still being real because that pretentious me, that vulnerable, that mistake-making guy is still me. So this is still me. That's all I have to say about it. I don't think I have any better excuses than this. So if you find me making mistakes in Hindi or English, please try to understand and let it go because I'm not an expert. You can talk to me in Marathi if you want. I'll not make any mistakes if you're talking to me in Marathi. Let's see how that goes. What's that? Anyway. I was trying to shoot a video and I always looked at the video and said, this is not me. This is not the genuine real me. I'm not smiling in real. So how can I complete this task if I'm not being real to myself in the video? When I understood, I don't have to actually genuinely smile and be happy about each and every task, about each and every role that I do every day. Because daily, I can't be a real me 24-7 and not be exhausted and not be overwhelmed and not be emotional, not be sentimental. That's not possible. Overreacting me is still me. Emotional me is still me. Vulnerable me is still me. The one who is making mistakes is still me. And I can't take it out. I can't take it out of video. But if I keep it in, it'll not look good. It'll not be impressive. So that's a dilemma that I had to struggle with for about eight months. Eight months I thought hard about this problem, what I should include and what I should not include in my content, in my podcasts, in my videos, in my write-ups and blogs. This is a you know, this is a journey that will never end. I think throughout my life, I will be doubting myself more than others do. And that is the reason why I don't feel bad when I put something out which is not doing good. And I put something out which is not impressive at all. And I feel content with myself because I at least had the courage to put it out and see what the reaction of people is. Even if it is not doing good or great, I have the satisfaction of not hating myself for rejecting a few things on my own, without putting it out in the peepit. So I'm being real myself, but I'm still focusing on how I can improve. Both of these things are contradictory, but I have to do it. Everybody has to do it. Most of the times when I'm talking to my friends who are starting their own new journeys, new jobs, or maybe starting their own businesses or companies. I always tell them to please look at your own personal brand before you set up a professional brand. Because until and unless 500 or 1000 people know you, know about you, know about your skills and personality, then there's no point in creating a professional brand which is disconnected from you and your identity. Because sometimes when you create something and the leverage that is created by that professional brand, uh, it can dissipate. It can disappear in the world it can get evaporated completely without leaving a trace so what you should do is you should connect your identity with your professional brand in a way that your own personal brand your own identity your name maybe your college's name your club's name whatever it is whatever personal brand image you have it should be reflected through your work and it should be connected to your work so that every time anybody refers to your work They can get in touch with you. They can get in touch with your personal brand. Even if you have left your professional brand, people will remember your skills, your talent, your connections, your network because you have a personal brand. You have an identity created separate from your professional brand. That is important. Now, I do not intend to mean that professional brand and personal brand can't go hand in hand. Of course, they can do. But at some point of time, you will always see that people's opinion on personal brand is much more honest much more authentic and real because there is no there is no filter in a personal brand a personal brand is your personality your own uh, your own child it is it really is your own child your emotions your feelings your uh, values and your morals everything is 100% 100% reflected by a personal brand But on the other hand, a professional brand is created from 100 different people and 1000 different ideas. So you have to create a company and a brand professionally which suits everybody, which suits at least your team members. However large or however small your team is, that is not 100% you. When you have n number of people working in the same team, there are some subtractions, there are some additions which you would not do as an individual. So what is there to say that it is still you in the whole brand, in the professional brand, there is much less of you. And in a personal brand, of course, 100% of it is you. Even though you take friends' help, you you might take subcontractors' help, even if you take freelancers to write for you, it'll still remain as your personal brand, your own personal identity. So that's why it's important to be there it's non-negotiable for anybody who is serious for the long term in the business game i genuinely feel that i've interacted with enough number of people to put it out there whatever i'm talking is not nonsense and there is some truth to the fact that your own personal brand will transcend your professional brands no matter how big or small the professional brands are uh, even if you sell them off your personal brands will have more stickiness to it people will remember people will stay loyal to your personal brand more than your professional brand because in the professional world when you think of any product think of any service that is world class that is great and people love it to the heart how many people actually trust themselves their lives with that professional brand very few but there are some doctors there are some physicians there are some neuroscientists astrologists there are some uh, creative artists dancers music artists rappers who have their own personal brands and people would die for them really literally people would die for these celebrities these inseparable to say the least it's inseparable from the social construct so I would strongly suggest everybody who is starting up please also simultaneously work and invest in your own personal brand which is your own identity whether it's linkedin a portfolio of your website or a creator's website or any art gallery whatever it is if you want an idea how to pursue that please get in touch with me on social media or my podcast and we'll have a thorough discussion about it the third biggest reason why being real is tough is that being real comes with consequences now which consequences am i talking about so there was a client um, there was a client who wanted me to market his product it was a table lamp but it was not exactly a table lamp it, it was a big lamp it was a room lamp you can say but uh, there was no wire so it was a bluetooth uh, feature having lamp i don't know why he thought of it i don't know why he wanted to introduce it because it was a big lamp Uh, it was aesthetically beautiful i could say uh, it looked really pretty and attractive uh, like an ergonomical uh, fancy interior kind of a thing but it was not my cup of tea i i did not feel like i would buy that product as a consumer then how would i market for it right so In order to be real with him, I told him that I don't think, bro, that I am the right person to market this because, honestly speaking, even if I sit down and think hard, I will not come up with any good ideas to market such a product, which, in my mind, is not useful for me. Because if the product is so heavy, it's made up of metal and so big at the top and such narrow size at the bottom it's a health hazard it's an accident waiting to happen you can't have children around it and uh, you'll have to make sure that only sell it to adults or maybe professionals who are very rich because it's costly and you're not putting any wires in it so that means somebody who is too lazy to put the pin in the socket and put the button on only those people will be buying it but how much work is it if the product is so heavy and it's immovable like it's practical very it's practically very difficult to move from one place to another and once you do that you will try not to move it again it's that heavy then what's the point of not having a pin what's the point of not having a wire like it was great it looked like uh, it had an alarm or maybe it had different shades of uh, lights and whatnot it was too fancy for me to be honest. And I told him, like, it's too fancy for me, uh, a small town guy who is trying to figure out the world and I'm trying to uh, relate to products. And if I don't really understand them, if I don't really think that as a consumer I would buy it, then I would not market for it. Uh, And I'm really sorry about it. And he said, oh, that's too aggressive, too rude. How could you uh, say that it doesn't have a market? I said, I didn't say that it doesn't have a market. I said, I personally would not buy it. And... Because my earnings are limited, like most of the freelancers, most of the small business owners. I would not invest about five to 7,000 rupees in a lamp that is just Bluetooth connected and it throws three different lights for some reason. Uh, which is hard to move, which is ugly for my perception. I don't know why, I didn't like it. He felt so offended that he stopped talking to me. Since then, he has not talked to me. So I've lost two different clients for the same reason, for being real, for telling them what I see in their products, what I see in their services. There was a car detailing company, uh, there was a um, battery making company, so it's a new company, they're uh, trying to create inverter batteries. Specifically for that, they are uh, merging with some other company which builds uh, inverter The inverter machines are different. The batteries are different. So you can match, mix and match different things. So they are merging with somebody else who creates the inverters and wants to grow in that particular industry. So I told them that I have zero experience in that industry. And I don't understand what capacity of a battery is, how it works. I've had basic science education, but not that technical to be uh, able to create a portfolio for it or introduce new types of batteries and whatnot so we cannot work together in that particular area he wanted somebody to to analyze the market and what best designs are there and i couldn't do it because it was not my cup of tea and i told him and he felt like i was ignoring him and uh, he thought that i'm judging him but it was not true it was not true at all for the best results you know I've hardly been relatable to four or five people, maybe. Not more than that, because I understand everybody is on their own journey. They have their own perception of the world, and their worldview doesn't have to match with mine. That's one of the biggest reasons why I feel being real is tough, because it's a lot of work and the reward is not much. The only good thing that comes out of it is that You will not have fake people around you, you will not have temporary relationships, you will only have genuine connections, a real community that stands behind you, a group of people which are real to you as well, just like you were with them. You've lived your life, until now, adjusting with many things, but once you start being real, that adjustment, it disappears, it vanishes in thin air, just because your principles and your values have found its own community and that's a beautiful feeling that's a beautiful achievement in itself so that's what I suggest everyone if you're trying to be real please go out seek those values seek those people who are connected to those values and also keep your moral standards high and I hope all of you find your own type of people and stay real I think I'll have to go now Take care of yourselves and all the-